Hi, and welcome to episode number seven of Meet My Followers. I am your host, Kay Dwork, and today's date is August 13, 2010. And on the show today, I have personal brand expert Dan Chabel at Dan Chabel. I'd like to offer a big thank you to this show's sponsor, 140. 140 is the Twitter app store where you can discover more than 3,000 applications that make Twitter more useful for work and play. If you need something that will help you manage multiple accounts for your major corporate brand, they got it. Just sick and tired of your BlackBerry app and want to find something better? They definitely have that. Now there's a directory that houses all of these apps, and it's called 140, and you can find it at 140.com. What's even more is that there are reviews from Twitter users just like you, so you can get honest opinions about how these apps actually work. Every character counts. Do more with 140. And I'd like to welcome to the show today a good friend and a guy who I actually look up to, Dan Schaubel. Dan, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Kate. So, you know, I know who you are, but let me <laughs> let me introduce you to the group of people who are listening here. So I don't want to screw this up, though, because you've got a lot of stuff going on right now. So I'll let you kind of get it, get it out there and introduce yourself. Okay. So I'm Dan Chabell. I am the author of Me 2.0, second edition out October 5th. Um, I have a company called Millennial Branding. It has four divisions, education, consulting, community, and media. Gotcha. Um, so talk to me a little bit about the book. I mean, you know, you're, you, obviously it was very successful the first run. So what's in the second edition that's going to make it even better? Second edition is going to have more case studies, examples. It's going to have new research. Uh, the lot's changed in a year, as you can imagine, in technology and branding and all the different opportunities and what people should pay attention to. So that's all included. Um, and then there's an additional chapter on using social networks step-by-step step in a job search. Okay, that, that, I could see that being extremely helpful. Um, but it's all kind of comes back to the, the core point of the book, which I've now handed out a handful of copies of, I'm, I'm sure you're happy to hear is what, what do you define as personal branding? Well, I used to say personal branding is how we market ourselves to others, but that only makes sense to people in marketing in this field. Okay. It's really what makes you special and how you get that across to other people. And online it's, you have so many different touch points where People are interacting and experiencing your brand, so all of those matter, and all these different tools that people talk about all the time, like Facebook, those, these are different ways to get your brand out there in a way that you can control at some level. Okay, and, and can you point at one specific kind of opportunity where you've seen somebody's, you know really brand themselves really well and ended up having some amazing results? Yeah, well, I typically, I like to mention one of my friends, he's, uh, he lives in China, and he started a blog called The China Observer after having uh, dinner at the Cheesecake Factory with me, and you know he was very inspired by what I was doing, and he wanted to kind of replicate that for his situation to be sort of the go-to expert um, in China for China business, but as a fluent American, so that was kind of his angle. And within four months, he was in the Wall Street Journal four times, which is kind of unheard of in this space. Yeah. Um, you know, and he's young. He's younger than me too. And then it kind of took off from there. And you know, he got a brand new job. And you know, he does sales for this pretty big company out there. And 
he writes he was written for Read Write Web and now he's syndicated by Forbes and his career is kind of taken off now because he took the the step and put himself out there where where a lot of people are afraid to do that. Yeah, that fear is a big thing that prevents a lot of people from being, you know, successful in the ways that they want. But, uh, I mean, let's bring this back to your story, right? I mean, I, I know some of your background about how you've, you know, been very much an innovator inside of how you went through college and how you got your, you know, first great job. And, and so would you mind telling a bit of that story? Sure, yeah. I mean, what a lot of people don't know is that this, is, this story is just not random and it's not, you know, it didn't just happen in three years. There's a, a whole backstory behind it. I mean, I was involved in technology like you probably were in mm-hmm. middle school and high school. I was creating my first website. I don't remember what it was, but I know I created a James Bond fan club website. Awesome. <laughs> so, but um, it was really good. I, you know, I copied a lot of content from other sites, but I think a lot of people did back then, or at least at my age. And um, and then, you know, progressed and progressed. And then I think it was really my senior year of high school when my parents were like, oh, you got to get a real job, stop being a camp counselor, when things got interesting because I, I got stepped foot in the corporate world and I did sales for an internet company. I made like over a thousand cold calls during the summer. I got rejected every single time. And that really helped me understand what I was good at, what I wasn't good at, and what I could focus on a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And then when I entered college, it was all about marketing. I called it back-end versus front-end. Front-end being sales, back-end is marketing for supporting sales. That's how I always looked at it. And then in college, I, had, I was very aggressive with internships. I had eight internships and you know, any, every single marketing field there is at large companies, at small companies. I had my own consulting company. Uh, I was in seven leadership positions on campus. Like I was doing things that I could never have done in high school where I wouldn't say I was a slacker, but it's like I was kind of, I didn't excel the way I did in college. And so the second I got straight age first semester, which I was not used to, I was used to B's in high school, was when I knew I could do it. And that's where my confidence kind of came in. And and then after the, after I gained the confidence that I could really do something if I put the work in, you know, the work ethic was there and everything kind of, happened for me at some level, but in interviews, I would bring a CD portfolio of work and I would bring in, you know, I would show them my website, I would have business cards, I would I would do all these things that I talk about now, minus like social media and more of the new technologies, and it would catch them by surprise and they would be so impressed by all the work I had, I had done in preparing for the interviews that I started getting, I got like all those interviews. Even... You know, and my whole thing is the never give up philosophy. So it took me a year and a half to get an internship at Reebok because, you know, all the interns there were sons and daughters of senior vice presidents. So it was very hard to break through. But, you know, I even rejected an internship at EMC to work there because I was so driven. And, you know, and and the thing is, is things are not as they seem all the time. So the experience you get at one company is not what it seems. Reebok was like, it wasn't the type of, uh, real work that, that made a difference. But what I learned is that brands open doors. So when I was applying for jobs when I graduated, they would look at my the, the word Reebok instead of some of the smaller companies that I was working at, mm-hmm. even though I got more experience at those smaller companies. And that, that really was interesting to me. That, that uh, is really interesting. I mean, you know, uh, the way that uh, people associate, you know, experience based on brand recognition is one of the greatest kind of 
farces out there regarding internships and even early stage jobs in my eyes, right? The larger the company you can initially get into, you know, it doesn't matter if you're actually making real, getting real experience, uh, you know, in your, you know, side pursuits or, you know, a secondary job or, or anything like that, that you can shoehorn those talents underneath that larger brand and maybe even, you know, create a promotion for yourself or leverage that for a new job, right? Yeah, and this is where it gets interesting because, you know, I, it took me eight months meeting 15 people, getting rejected twice to get my first job in product marketing at EMC Corporation, top technology company. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's even with all the experience and everything I had done. And what I learned from that is networking is more important than almost anything. Even if, if I had one internship and almost and not even good grades, but I had a connection at the company, I probably would have got the job. Um, so it's very interesting like that and, and you know, very introverted, not very scared to network. And then what ended up happening was I started my first blog in October 2006 and then the second one, which was personal branding blog in March 2007. And the blog to me was all, it's really all about networking. It's almost like I made it, I dedicated the rest of my life to, to, to uh, br- br- not only branding, but networking. So I took networking uh, and branding over, you know, short payout opportunities. Okay. So more of, more of my philosophy of sacrifice today to get what you want maybe a year from now or six months from now or 10 years from now. Sure. And I think, and I think that's one of the biggest things I've ever learned is when you think in the long term, mm-hmm. you make better business decisions. Yeah, I mean, it, it relates directly to, you know, what I have said, what Gary V has said, what Sam Taggart has said, you know, all these names. We're all playing the game, running the marathon, right? We're not running a sprint. Um, we're willing to take a longer look at things and, and plan accordingly. And I think that that's a, uh, a skill that's been, that needs to be learned by more folks, right? I mean, I think that's why a lot of people, you know, are looking for quick fixes for a lot of things in their life. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people our age, they are looking to just maybe start, a lot of entrepreneurs at least, they're looking to just start a company and, and flip it after maybe a year or two. And for me, it's totally different. Like, I'm trying to build something for life. And, it, and because of that, I'm going to do things differently. Gotcha. And uh, so this kind of leads into how we really initially met, which is, you know, you started to expand your, you know, branding sites to other opportunities. And one of the first ones that you've, you've pursued is student branding. Can you describe what's going on over there? So the site is very interesting because it's very hard to get the type of people we have together blogging as we have. So we have college career counselors, corporate recruiters, and recent graduates all writing and distributing content through one site. And it's a brand extension from personalbrandingblog.com to studentbranding.com. Uh, for, so branding career advice for students of all ages, from high school to college graduates. And, you know, we have, like, a career counselor from UNC Chapel Hill, and we'll have, you know, corporate recruiters from ESPN, Sodexo, and other major companies. And they're all on board on this site. And, we all, and Bloomberg, Bloomberg is going to be sponsoring this site um, starting next month. So wow. there's obviously a major opportunity. And if I were to pitch it, I'd always, I'd always say that, the students that subscribe to this blog are, are the ones that you would want working at your company because these people, to subscribe to a blog like this, it's all about branding career advice. It means you care enough about your career and, and you want to learn these skills so you would be well-suited for a, a good company. Um, and that, that's really how I look at it. The, the people who write there, right, and I know you know um, a handful of the writers, and I know a handful of them pretty closely now, um, is... 
they are super type A personalities. They appeal to people who are super type A personalities. And those are the go-getters who are going to go out and make a difference for your company if, you know what, you are looking to hire somebody. So you would want to, you know, advertise there. You would want to recruit from that pool of people. Uh, I mean, and that's how we initially met, right? I, I think that was the first time away from maybe a few at replies where I was talking about the book. Yeah, I mean, right. you were the right person at the right time. You were active online, so visibility creates opportunities. And for me, everything is based on intuition. I won't spend like five months looking at a resume. I, I, I make a decision, and, I, and I'm fine with cleaning up the mess later. In this case, I didn't have to. <laughs> but I think that's, you just got to be quicker, because especially in this industry and just in business in general, things are moving so fast that if you stall and you have to just base things off of like passion and where they're coming from and how excited they are and what they could bring to the table and just, you know, if it doesn't work out, then you just, you know, move on and, and, and be quick about it. Sure. And so, you know, you, you sent out a tweet asking for people who were looking to do uh, a video blog for student branding called student branding TV. I think I responded within all of like six seconds and was like, Oh, this could be interesting. And, so, you know, two emails later between the two of us, and I was, you know, co-creating slash producing, you know, an episode with uh, Amber Ray Lamke. I mean, and, and we ran for, what, 16 episodes, I believe it was, that were great. I mean, it wasn't... And now, yeah, and, that, and you started the foundation, and now we have, we have other contributors, but it was just a test out, because if you think of students and young professionals, video is extremely important to those types of people. So to not have video on the site would have, wouldn't have been a good idea. Yeah, I, I think that it was a great play. I mean, having seen what I've seen at, at employers of mine regarding video on site and then how that correlates to time on site and engagement, it was such a brilliant move by you to start that blog with video content involved. Uh, so, you know, kind of the, one of the last questions that I like to ask in these interviews is who are you following on Twitter that you try and see every tweet or extract as much insight from their tweets? Nobody. Really? <laughs> no one. I am. Um, I'm very, I'm a very, uh, different type of person and the way I learn and, and, you know, acknowledge people and connect with people is so different than anyone else because it's all, you know, Twitter to me is, I'm not using it as much as I used to. Uh, I'm very big on my Facebook fan page. I mean, I'm really, really trying to build the real relationships that I never really did on Twitter, okay. um, on on Facebook, because Twitter just blew up. I mean, 88,000 followers is just, it's too much. But on Facebook, I've limited it, and I have like 500-something uh, fans, and I just, I just spend a lot more time there, because okay. I'm trying to... It, to me, everything's about experimenting, right? I love Gchat, as you probably know. Mm -hmm. I talk to you on Facebook chat sometimes, but Gchat I'm obsessed with. I mean, that's the, my real relationships are built in person, on the phone, um, Gchat, and then the Facebook fan page is more of the global um, branding and, and relationship building to me. Twitter is less now just because it's too much. So it just got, you got too popular on that platform and then couldn't use it the way that you saw it to be fit? For your, the, what you wanted to do? Yeah, I just couldn't scale the interactions the way I wanted to. So okay. I reacted. Uh, and I think everyone needs to react. Like, to me, I just I started an email newsletter a few months ago. And it's been great. And it's really exciting for me because it's different. And I like to test out what works, what doesn't work. 
and then do more of what works until that might not work anymore, if that makes sense. So Twitter was working really well, mm-hmm. and then I saw it wasn't having as much of an impact for what I was trying to accomplish because things changed, right? And I started my own business in January of this year, so a lot's changed. So I'm looking at things as to what's going to have the most impact on the business short and long term, uh, financially as well as relationship-wise. And I, and that's why I'm, I'm testing everything out and seeing what works. Facebook seems to be like it's working better for me now, um, whereas Twitter is not. So I'm focusing more on Facebook and the email, email newsletter mm-hmm. and building um, one-on-one interactions with people who really interest me through you know, email, phone, in-person, et cetera. That's, I mean, that's awesome. And that, that's, that's what a shrewd businessman needs to do, right, is find the platforms that, that create the relationships and create the environment for your business to be successful. And it sounds like that you're really focusing on that. And that's, I, I commend you for that because you are a young guy who's just starting his business. You know, yeah, you've, you've got a lot of experience compared to a lot of different people who are your quote unquote same age, right? The same numerical number. Um, but to see you continually testing like this and to see you working as hard as you have, uh, it's, it's really been fun to watch from afar. And, and I just can't wait until we finally get a chance to sit down in a room with one another, which sounds like it might be the September. Uh, yeah, yeah, Arizona, I'm going to Arizona, which is random. I can't, I'm happy I connected you being in Arizona with me having a speaking engagement there because there's so many, it's hard to remember all that stuff. Sure. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of people who you've, you know, contacted with through your work. It's, it's very interesting. And so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that opportunity. And, uh, you know, what would be the best way for people to get in touch with you? Would it be the Facebook fan page? Yeah, I think I think that's really good. Or personalbrandingblog.com when that get fi- gets fixed. But I think facebook.com slash expert would be fun. That, that's the new Facebook fan page. Gotcha. Well, Dan, I really appreciate your time and, and your insight and, uh, you know, just being a friend through a, a lot of uh, the turmoil in my life. You know, I've had a rocky road of employment since uh, we first kind of started talking, and it's been fun to be able to ping ideas off of you and get your perspective. And so... I, I, I want to thank you for coming on the show and thank you for, for you know all the help that you've given me through the course of the last year or so. Definitely, no problem. I'm happy to talk with you anytime. Great. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this interview as much as I did. I uh, you know think the world of Dan, and, and so by all means, find a way to connect with him because he's very intelligent. Hire him to be a consultant and uh, you know work with the brands that he's working with because I, I just see so much good stuff coming for him. So, you know... Thank you again, guys, and have a great day.